Welcome to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer. A chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name is Shane Dwyer and I'm your host throughout the series. And each month I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. This week we are once again joined by Joe Higgins, uh, who is a journalist with the Archdiocesan Catholic paper, uh, the, the Catholic Leader. As always, we'll be discussing a little about our favourite passages of Scripture as they help us understand this faith that is so central to our lives. The topic we have in mind today is not being alone. So just think about that for a second while uh, Joe tells us a little bit about himself. Um, Joe, we've, we've, we've got a sense of, uh, from our earlier conversation, that you're a man who was born here in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, so you're very much a, a local and a resident. Um, tell us a little bit about your family to the degree that you're comfortable doing that. Yeah, um, so I'm, I have two little kids, um, both under the age of two, um, a beautiful wife who uh, takes, uh, you know, does, does a fantastic job raising them. Um, and and uh, that keeps me very, very busy in life. Um, you know, I, I've, I've come from um, a, a Brisbane boy, uh, my father, and um, my mum is from Bundaberg. Um, so we get to travel up the coast every now and then to see my, my grandparents up there, which is fantastic. Yeah, I love I love you know, everything about Queensland, and um, it's great to have so much so much family here. Mm. Bundaberg's not a place I've ever been to. Really, uh, I associate it with rum. Is that is, <laughs> that, is, that, is that right? <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, I think so. For, for most good Catholics, <laughs> is that because it, like are, th- are there sugar plantations or something around there? Is that where the rum comes yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. my, my grandfather worked on the sugar plantations, so. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a huge part of the, the or at least it was. I'm not sure anymore, but it was a massive part of the industry up there. Yeah. Mm. And a beautiful part of the world, I have no doubt. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I think I've driven sort of up that way, but we may have gone around it or something mm. at the time. So it's a it's a thrilling store um, uh, to yeah. go there. Um, Joe, in, in preparation for the podcast, obviously I sent you through a little bit of stuff just to get you thinking, uh, and part of that was. Um, was this passage from Paul's letter to the Romans. Mm. Uh, Paul to the Romans is tricky. Uh, it's it's, it's Paul, Paul that he's in full flight yeah. uh, in terms of his, his sort of teaching authority and, and what have you, and he's trying to get these Romans <laughs> into line. <laughs> um, and I think at this stage he hadn't, he hadn't visited there. He was, he was writing in anticipation oh, really? of, of going there. And uh, I believe so. I may be wrong mm. about that. I, the sequence and Paul's journeys, you know, he had a few of them. Mm. Um, but anyway, this is Romans chapter 8. Uh, and lis- uh, listeners, it's, it's uh, Romans eight fourteen to 19, but it's a shortened form of that. Um, Joe, would you mind uh, reading it out for us? Sure. All who are guided by the Spirit of God are children of God. For what you received was not the spirit of slavery, to bring you back into fear. You receive the spirit of adoption, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself joins with our spirit to bear witness 
that we are children of God. Okay, it's one of those um, sort of iconic uh, passages of Scripture that are sort of worth returning to again and again. I mean, all Scripture's like that, but but every, but there are sort of scattered throughout the text um, those that um, really take us forward in a big way. And uh, and what Paul is seeking to do here is um, is sort of consider that relationship that we have with God and how is it that we can be thought to be the sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and what's going on there, you know, um, the uh, the topic for today, not being alone, mm. um, I picked out of your response to this passage of scripture. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I, I love the the language of family here. Um, the for the longest time, God was not considered, you know, part of. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a fam- familial. Um, way of talking about God. God was always God. Um, and, and there wasn't that sort of relationship that was modeled to us through Jesus. Um, and I think, I think, you know, there's that X-Files question, are we alone in the universe? Um, and this tells us, no, uh, we're not alone. Um, we've always been heirs to God's family, whether we knew it or not. Um, and I, I think... Particularly because Jesus uses the term Abba um, in the Gospels, um, Paul here is really commissioning us to say we we should say that too. Um, we are allowed to have that, you know, spirit of adoption, which would have been a very different uh, way of thinking about someone's faith in you know the first century, um, and particularly to to Romans, you know, to to people who who have this pantheon of, of gods who are capricious and and can be can be difficult at times you know you have your, your jupiter and your mm. um you know the the emperor was a god mm. um so it's a very different way and i can imagine it would have been a very difficult thing to try and convince these these romans to begin to practice a faith that saw their place in the universe as one of belonging to a family. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, there's something really unique about that, isn't there? I, um, it is, of course, one of the things that began to got, get Jesus into trouble mm. was this um, filial relationship that, uh, that not only did he understand that he had uh, with the Father, mm. um, but that he was inviting us into. Mm. And that's, uh, um, that's quite a different sort of dynamic mm. in terms of, uh, of relating to the divine. Yeah. Um, and it's more, isn't it, the, um, because you can sort of picture, you know, you mentioned there, you know, before with the, um, uh, the Roman gods and I suppose the Greek gods, they sort of had the equivalents, yeah. didn't they? You know, yeah. it, was either, it was either Zeus or Jupiter, depending on who you were talking to, yeah. uh, you know, all that. Um, and, uh, and the God, God as, as, as Jesus is presenting him and Paul is now reflecting upon and building upon, moves from being uh, the one who's at the top of the mountain mm. who needs to be placated in case he's going to whack you with a thunderbolt. And he moves God into here, yeah. doesn't he? He moves this, you know, the, the, and the spirit is given. Yeah. So that we can we can actually, I mean, 
Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. Yeah, he's he's come down from Mount Olympus. You know that that whole idea of um, of the gods up there and and we're their little toys to play with. Um, that was very much the the view. Um, you know, people didn't believe in in individual dignity. For instance, um, they didn't believe that. P- at the time, it was you know you you lived your life at the whim of the gods, uh, and and no individual life other than say the emperor's was of particular importance. Um, and, and Paul here is really by by telling us that we're adopted by God, that we are sons and daughters of God. Um, we are really uh, internalizing that 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 temple aspect, I suppose. Um, and we, we become um, vessels for the Spirit of God, for the Holy mm. Spirit. Um, and that, that really changed, well, it should change how we view each other. And, and it began to, mm. you know, when, and you see that after, you know, the, the, the Roman Empire converts to Christianity, or at least makes mm. Christianity the, the state religion, is um, this, this, you know, slavery became not so all right anymore. Mm. Whereas before it was, you know, there was, justifications under the old gods mm-hmm. whereas under under jesus it was no you know we're each mm. um created with this this god-given dignity mm. and all of us are, are vessels for for the holy spirit and and I, I think it's sort of important here to 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 dwell more on that unseen realm that we profess in our creed um you know uh, God is the maker of all mm. things visible and invisible. Mm. Um, mm. We don't really talk about the invisible aspect a lot. Mm. And it it's plays into this whole question of, of loneliness and, and uh, feeling alone. Um, we are never alone in that aspect. The invisible realm is always around us. The saints and the angels and, um, and the dark powers um, mm. are always around us and... We are we are these little points of light, mm. um, and 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 you know, our soul, and 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 when our soul, you know, as the as Roman says, the spirit himself joins with our spirit, mm. and, and we become this something something bigger and something m- m- more special than we used to believe of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think uh, you know this business of the spirit praying within us, mm. um, and what does it mean in a sense to allow that? Um, you know, one of the the hard you were talking um, last week about uh, you know finding the time to pray, mm. and uh, and let's face it, you know, in our busy lives, particularly if you're raising a family and all that, that can be really hard to find, yeah. and um, and just that awareness that. The spirit is given to allow that, yeah. uh, and uh, and and what does it mean to allow even in the busyness uh, of our lives that, that the spirit sort of call out, um, Abba Father. Um, it's a uh, <laughs> I was uh, yeah this whole business about God as Father mm. um, is tricky for people today, um, and uh, and yet and you know and I'm sympathetic to that I sort of address it whenever I run courses and things like that because it often comes up because I instinctively refer to God that way, yeah. um, and I'm aware though that while I do see the complexity around it you know God is clearly beyond gender, 
The fact is we have a faith tradition where, where Jesus would refer to God that way mm. uh, and that was revolutionary yeah. uh, and that Paul would build on that uh, and that we dispense with that at our peril. You know, yes. It's, it's yeah. been a gift that's been given to us. Yeah. Um, and it's an extraordinary thought, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this God who, um, you know, sometimes we can have fraught relationships with our fathers. Yes. You know, and yeah. sometimes that gets in the way. And to be able to hang on, just to sort of look at that, but then sort of say, but God's my father. You know, it's, um, I can trust him. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's, I think that's what's actually so beautiful about Paul's language here is, um, Throughout history, there, there you know, billions of people have lived their lives and not all of them had the best relationship with their father. <laughs> but what, what Paul's sort of giving us here is, is this, this otherworldly family that, that is perfect and, and um, you know, especially through the holy family as well. Um, a strong devotion there is, can... can I've seen it change people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that sense that we're actually part of something bigger than, than um, I don't know, just the immediate things that we happen to be concerned about. Um, I often think too, you know, uh, that's what it, part of being able to rely on God uh, is um, the understanding that God is building his kingdom and uh, and that plan is being worked out, and uh, and we're being invited into that, without being. Um, we're not the ones that have to make it happen. We just need to respond to the fact that the Holy Spirit is seeking to do and say yes to that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you, you you noted down in response to this is that you know that this isn't just a, some sort of spiritual esoteric sort of thing. You know, isn't it lovely the kingdom yeah. of heaven? You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're part of that. But it actually gets very practical very quickly. It does. Um, tell us something about that. What's yeah. the thought process is there? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, it's it's you know, I was listening to Bishop Barron this morning, and he he was addressing this this question of, you know. Um, the question of justification by faith alone, and, and and he ultimately comes to the to the conclusion that, um, you know, it, it's it's that really is the root of our faith. But to to for the for the whole life of a human being to flourish in the in the kingdom of God, um, we got to go beyond the root. We've got to we've got to grow, and 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 um, accepting our grace and and working with the grace that God gives us. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't end up, um, you know, prancing through the Garden of Eden, um, you know, picking, picking uh, every fruit you want and and uh, <laughs> enjoying the good life. It, it, yeah, it's very much, um, yeah, Mother Teresa working, helping sick children, and and it's also going to adoration. It's also mm. praying for people who are despairing, and all of the great ministries that our church has are visiting prisoners and feeding the hungry. Um, and I, I think that really is what it means for our spirit to join with the Holy Spirit. Um, it's it's this fullness of life that you and 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 when it, your life is full in this way, you can't help but see God as your Father. Mm. Um, you can't help but cry out Abba mm. because. 
you feel so deeply connected to your life that you had to have been born for this. Um, you had to be created for this. Mm. Um, there's no... A lot of the questions melt away about, you know, the big questions of why is the universe here or that. It, it just becomes radically clear that it's love. And, and that that love is really the... You know the answer to this this modern problem of, of not being alone mm. um, is is when you love and when and when you live your life for love, um, love finds a way to make sure that you can be alone, but those those real deep despairing thoughts of loneliness will begin to to disappear. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, as you're talking there, I'm, I'm thinking back on um, last week's conversation, particularly around the book of Job um, and uh, and what the connection is there. There's um, this business of, um, yeah, like uh, Paul is, is strong on that, isn't he? You know, the justification by faith and, and all those sorts of things. And then you've got James who say, yeah, but we need to understand that faith... Uh, what we believe and what we do actually have to be connected. Otherwise, mm. the faith is dead, mm. and uh, and uh, and so, and that's where the practicality of our relationship with God begins to impact. If I'm actually truly the son of God, mm. uh, in our context, we're both blokes. Um, if I'm truly the son of God, uh, I'm going to behave that way, and that's going to be incarnated in my life, mm. uh, in what I do, and uh, and my faith is going to be expressed there. And if it's not expressed there, um, our faith tradition says, then it's not real. Uh, and you can huff and puff and say, I believe in Jesus until the cows come home. <laughs> but if it's not actually incarnated in your life, yeah. then there's a problem. Yes, yeah. And I think um, I think that, that looks different for everyone as well. I think that's an important thing for people to to, to accept is, um, you know, if, if, if you're, you're in a situation in your life where you can't, you, f- you physically cannot um, go out and... and um, you know, feed the hungry. Um, you might um, be able to do do these works of mercy in other ways. You might be able to pray for people. Mm. You might be able to pick up the telephone and, mm. and call someone. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, our lives are, are very busy, mm. um, and it, it's th- and that that's that's another struggle, right? Is is what are your priorities um, mm. in mm. the life of God? Because you know, you you can see social media and see mm. these people. Um, other people who are able to to go to adoration more often than you, or, or mm. able to um, you know be out of the Rosie's van, mm. um, and and you you begin to wonder, oh, am I mm. am I true? You know, when when I say Lord, Lord, will mm. He turn to me and say, oh, I did not know you? Like that's mm. that's a deep down fear, right? Mm. And and we're constantly, or well, I am at least constantly evaluating my life and saying, mm. am I? Am I really doing this? Um, mm, mm. And and that that's been so, that's been a hard thing for me to sort of accept, particularly at this point in my life where I'm a mm. young father. Mm. I don't have a lot of time to mm. to um, you know do other things mm. than than parenting and and um, working and and going mm. to mass. Mm. Um, mm. And and you do begin to feel yeah you can feel bad for for that and guilty that mm. am I doing enough? 
Mm, sure, and, um, and I suppose that's where we've got to be aware that, that we're, we're part of the body of Christ. We're not the whole of the body of Christ. And, uh, and what does it mean for me to do my part? And, um, and sometimes I, I find the same thing. I, I sort of think, oh gosh, I wish, you know, I, should I be training as, uh, 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 renewing my training as a pastoral care worker so that I could go and, and visit people who are dying, you know, yeah. or what have you? Um, and I look at that and I just sort of feel a bit exhausted, really. I'm, just, I'm not quite sure where I'd fit that in. Um, what I can do, though, is, um, is uh, there are people who, who float in and out of my life because of the nature of my work. And how am I relating to those people? You know, am I responding with kindness and patience and doing all those sorts of things? Because if I'm doing that, if that's my habit, then when opportunities do actually arrive, I'm going to see them. Mm. And... Uh, but I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact that at the moment I, you know, you know I need at least seven hours sleep at night and the rest of it's full. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's problematic. But that picks up because I got distracted there because you're making some really good points. Uh, I was connecting this back to the book of Job and the conversation the other we had the other day. And one of the things, you know, this business about um, how do we incarnate our faith mm. um, Joe's question to God, why this, why this, why this? I was listening to a, um, a reasonably well-known international atheist who I won't sort of mention that right now, but, um, and, uh, and he was being interviewed and, and he was talking about why he was an atheist and he was talking about the fact that uh, if God exists, then by golly, when he dies and he goes before God, he's really going to tear a strip off God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's why all the suffering, why this, why that? In fact, it was Joe, but basically, except from a non-faith perspective, yeah. and, um, and you know, why this is the case. And, uh, and I was listening to this, I was thinking about the last judgment scene in Matthew's Gospel, mm-hmm. where it's, um, if we imagine it's going to be us questioning God, uh, we're being very naive mm. around that. It's, it's, it's going to be Jesus' question to us, not um, his responding to why did you allow suffering, It'll be uh, us responding to, why didn't you allow me to work through you mm. to alleviate suffering in the world? Mm. Uh, that's going to be. And those who, um, who allowed that, even in small ways, to allow themselves to be used, to be, um, yeah, the hands of God uh, in those situations. Uh, did you allow that to happen or didn't you? And, uh, and if you didn't, then I do not know you. Um, gets very practical, doesn't it? Yeah, gets practical fast. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that is essentially what it comes down to. Really, is um, when when you are thinking about these these problems of, of suffering and um, and and in this case loneliness. Um, you know, did I reach out to people who are lonely? Um, it, it, it is it is uh, tempting to ask questions of God, but I, I, I hope, having read Job, I'm a little wiser <laughs> not to do that. Um, it'd be a bit embarrassing in the final judgment, getting a, a tongue lashing from God. Um, but I, I, I think it, go, it goes back to what Paul wrote. And we are his children. And I hope I hope I 
believe enough and have faith in Jesus enough that I'm conceiving of him in my mind as merciful as he is. Because he, he's, he's as merciful as it gets, really. Um, and, I, and if he's advocating for us on behalf of, on, on our behalf to, to the Father at the judgment, I hope that a lot of what we struggle with and a lot of the, the problems we have, he sees that. And I, I believe he does, personally. I, I, I think it's not going to be an easy judgment, mm. but I think he's going to understand a lot of situations. And I, I think it really comes down to, yeah, d- did we let him work? Mm. through us in those in those very difficult moments mm. I often think uh, we're probably going to need to finish up now our, our, our time's running out um, but um, I think judgment in whatever context you know you, um, as you're preparing for the sacrament of reconciliation even though that's not a judgment situation we can feel those sorts of pressures of yeah. feeling exposed and all those sorts of things and then you've got sort of the last judgment scene where um, uh who we are, the reality of who we are and how we've lived and everything just becomes apparent um, to all gathered, uh, including God and including ourselves. And that's the thought of that can be harrowing, yeah. um, which is actually what we mean by purgatory in a certain sense. It's, yes. just, it's just the grace God gives us to prepare for that moment, knowing that there's no escaping it. Whereas in this lifetime, we can actually sort of keep it at length. Um, <laughs> Uh, whereas after death we can't. Mm. And so in the mercy of God, we get the opportunity to prepare and uh, so that we can come into the presence of God and not collapse, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if we can get used to just viewing our own reality now, this is who I am. These are the things I struggle with. These are the good things that are part of my life. This is, the, the, this is what's true. Then... Uh, then that needn't be a worry to us because that's how we live anyway. Mm. You know? But um, Joe, you've really taken us on a bit of a journey with regard <laughs> to this today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, so everybody, look, um, our thanks to Joe for, uh, for this second conversation. Uh, I didn't mention it last time, but um, obviously get in touch if you've got any questions or any thoughts. You can get us at um, formation at bne.catholic.net.au. And, uh, and we'll pick up Joe with you again next week. Sounds lovely, thank you.